The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. In the 1940s, there was a rov in a town called Dobrish in Poland. The rov's name was Rabbi Mordechai Avigdor. Rachman Litzlan, in 1940, he and his wife and his four children, two boys and two girls, were taken by the Nazis, Yemach Shemom, and they were taken from one ghetto to another ghetto, from one concentration camp to another concentration camp. One was worse than the other. In Nebuch, in July of 1944, Mrs. Avigdor, Mrs. Rechel Avigdor was taken out with a whole group of women, and they were all killed. And then a few days later, the Avigdor family, Rabbi Mordechai Avigdor and his children, were taken on a train, and they were taken to a big area. And Rabbi Avigdor and his two boys were put in one place, and the girls were put in a second place. And then they switched and they took Rabbi Avigdor with the girls. Of course, because he was elderly and the girls were weak and they knew what would be in store for them. And so Rabbi Avigdor tried with his two girls to go to the side where the two boys were because they knew the two boys were strong and they would probably be put to work camps, but at least they would have a chance for survival. They tried a few times to go, then they were beaten and pushed back. And so Rabbi Mordechai Avigdor, when he saw his older son Yitzchak, who was 24, with the younger brother Avram, who was only 15 at the time, he cried out to his son Yitzchak. He said, Yitzchak, make sure that you always keep your eyes on Avram. Never let him out of your sight. Make sure that you both survive together. And that was the last words they heard as a family. The boys were in Mottenhausen. They were there for a year, worked to the bone. They became so frail and so thin and so pale. And then at the end, they were liberated. They came out, so many never had been killed, and they eventually ended up in Milan. Yitzchak was hoping, together with Avram, that they would be able to go from Milan, they would be able to go to Eretz Israel. And one day in Milan, there's a woman that comes and Yitzchak recognizes her. It's Pesha, the daughter of the Chazan of Dobrish. And he says, Pesha, what are you doing here? And she says, I'm looking for my husband. He we were in the kettle together. And they took my husband. And I was able to survive. And I've been wondering for years, waiting to see if I could find him. I'm going from camp to camp, from DB place to DB place, trying to find him. And Yitzchak was heartbroken because he knew that her husband had been killed. He saw Nebuch when he died and he had been killed and they let him out in the field. And he didn't know how in the world is he gonna tell this terrible news to this girl who no longer has a husband. And he had to tell it to her slowly and he told her, I have no choice, but I have to tell you that I saw that your husband is no longer alive. And she started crying and screaming. And she said, my life is over. My life is over, I'm finished. I'll never remarry. He was the one that I loved. I've been looking for him for years. And now I know it's over, it's terrible. She was about to leave and he told her stay overnight. She stayed overnight and the next day when she was about to leave, he says, here, let me give you a letter that I saw that your husband died because everybody's trying to remarry. And if you don't have a letter that somebody saw that your husband died, you'll be considered an aguna. You won't be able to remarry. She says, I'm never gonna remarry. Don't give me the letter. I don't care, I don't need it. My life is over. He says, don't be silly. Please take the letter. She didn't want to take it. He wrote it anyway and he stuffed it into her purse. She left and she came to Bergen-Belsen. She was in Bergen-Belsen for a few weeks. And then eventually she met a young man 
And somehow her life began to change. And she was thinking maybe she should get married to this fellow. He was interested in her. But now she knew that in Bergen-Belsen they were up on him there. And nobody could get married without permission of the Rav. They had to have some proof. So she's on a long line and she's waiting and she's so impatient. And finally she comes to the Rav. She says, I want to get married. He says, were you married before? She says, yes. He says, do you have proof? He says, yes, I saw. Somebody told me that my husband died. I said, yeah, but what proof do you have? She said, well, she takes out of a purse, she takes out a letter. And he says, but this is not an official letter. Said, you know, I can't, I can't judge on this. And she says, but I saw this man. I just saw him in Milan. And she throws down the letter. And Rabbi Victor sees the letter from his own son. And he says, you saw this man? He's alive? She said, yeah, I just saw him a few weeks ago. He says, that's my son. I had no idea that he's alive. Where is he? And she says, he's in Milan. And right afterwards, he goes and he calls Rabbi Yaakov Griffel, who was head of the Jewish Rescue Committee in Milan. And he says, tell me, is it true that my boy survived? And Rabbi Griffel calls him back a few days later. He says, yeah, they're here. He says, tell them that I'm going to come for them. I want to meet them. And it took three months until he was able to get out of Bergen-Belsen. And he makes up with Rabbi Griffel that the boys will meet him in the Milan train station. And he comes to the Milan train station. And there are thousands of Italian soldiers. Every such a all in such a tumult. And the father's looking for the sons. And the sons are looking for the father. They had passed each other numerous times. But they didn't recognize each other. Because they were all both so frail. And they looked so different and thin. And finally the father yelled. Yitzchok, Afram, where are you my children? And then the children, they heard the voice of the father. And they ran towards the father. And they embraced. And they were reunited. Many years ago at Har Sinai, our Father in Heaven gave us a gift. He gave us the greatest gift of all. He gave us the Torah. But over the years, Kalal Yisrael has distanced themselves. They've fallen far away from Hashem. Hashem is calling to His children. All the children here inside of Hindaba. He's calling to the children, come close to me. And we come here because we want to come close to Hashem. Our Father is looking for us. And we are looking for Him. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.